Hey friends, this week we welcome back the all-time most listened to podcast guest, Samantha LaRock. If you haven't listened to her episode, episode number 44, When Our Children Feel Anxious, you may want to go back and listen to that. Samantha is one of my BFFs in Christ. She also has earned her bachelor's degree in social work from Northwestern State University in 2006 and her master's degree in social work from the University of Houston in 2008. She then spent eight years working in an inpatient psychiatric hospital pursuing her licensed clinical social worker credentials, leading her into private practice, which is where she is today since 2015. Now, Samantha works with children, teens, young adults, women, and families in dealing with all areas of mental health. She has a desire to shed the light and offer support in settings where mental health may otherwise be overlooked. Samantha lives in Moss Bluff, Louisiana, along with her husband, Kyle, and their three sons and their golden retriever. Samantha and her family serve in their local church in children and adult ministries. When Samantha is not at the soccer field, basketball courts, or baseball fields, she enjoys curling up with a good book and strongly feels naps should be a regular part of self-care. Amen, girl. As a motivational speaker, Samantha desires to use her professional experience and biblical perspective to help others dealing with their own mental illness or caring for someone suffering from mental illness. Take a little listen. Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama for writer, blogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your coffee, get comfy, let's get started. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited for my girl, Samantha, to be here with us yet again today. Welcome, Samantha. Hey, thank you. All right, girls. So what's happening? What's new? What's going on in your life since the last time we chatted once upon a time? So I think, you know, at least a year or two when we did our first episode together, we now have launched our Holy Restored Ministries. And what that is, is it is Andrea and I are the co-founders of that. And um, we basically saw the need to bring Jesus and coping skills together. So we may have talked about it in our last podcast. I'm not sure. Um, But what we've done is we've launched e-courses. So we have videos on trauma, anxiety, um, thoughts, and grief. Mm -hmm. And each each topic has three videos that go to it. Um, There's a biblical teaching. There's a like psychological teaching. That's more myself as a clinical aspect of that duo. And then there's a team video. So you can purchase the whole thing. You can purchase the whole course. I think it's 12 videos in total, or you can go through and add to your cart, you know, pick and choose what works for you. But we've launched that. We've done um, teen girl retreats around our state. I'm in Louisiana. Um, And so we've done a few of those. And we're actually in February 
going to do our first ever um, what what is called right now first love event, and that's just a night for teen girls. So excited to see where that takes us. Um, before we started Holy Restored, or even even when we videoed last summer, to be honest with you, we weren't really sure of where we were going to go, but God has definitely opened up teens, teen girls. Um, I have three boys. She has one boy. So obviously boys are also on our hearts. Um, so we think that that's going to come in time, but as of now, we're just really moving forward to the teen girl ministry and, um, Gen Z ministries Mm -hmm. and things like that, which is where your heart is too. So yeah, that's what's new. I'm, I'm, um, Other than that, I'm still in private practice. So I'm doing um, the counseling and things like that in private practice, which I love that. I don't, I don't ever really want that to stop. You know, I I think that's just something I'll always be in some way, shape or form. Um, But yeah, that's the latest. That's amazing because, you know, it's so needed and especially in today's age, you know, I know that you are a Jesus lover and for you to be able to just share that in your everyday life. And the fact that you love it Mm -hmm. speaks volumes because, you know, how many people go to work and don't love their job, but like, this is a a particular area that um, I know in our area that counselors are overwhelmed. Their schedules are overwhelmed and it's difficult to get in. There's a waiting list. And so thank you for what you do. And yes, Gen Z is definitely, mm-hmm. it's be, they're being attacked, right? And and I think if we do not claim their identity now, then the enemy will. And so, wow, I love that. First love, how powerful love. Yes. for a teen girl to know that their first love is Jesus. And after that, he's got it, you know, he's already mm-hmm. got it worked out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep, so th- that's our hope. And and it's it's really about unity also. So we are, um, there's not a, don- a denomination tied to this. Mm-hmm. Um, we met yesterday for the, in our core group, there's, there's five of us and there's three denominations in that. And then in our large group, there's probably, you know, four or five denominations represented. So this is not a denominational thing. This is a unity thing. This is breaking down the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, which Gen Z loves to do. So right. we're just trying to follow suit <laughs> right? and, and reaching yes. them and opening these conversations and opening these doors, cracking the windows and opening the doors and things like that. So yes. um, that's our goal. That's our mission. I love it. Way to be mm-hmm. obedient and to follow what Gen Z is doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna yeah. I'm still not on the Snapchat though. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Me neither. I only do it with my son, Parker. Yeah, I I do. (laughs) Parker and I, once a day, we snap back and forth, same filter every single day. And But other than that, no, mm -mm, not doing it. And we do have to learn new tools. Okay, so let me say that. We do have to learn new tools (laughs) for a purpose of communicating with my son only. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, girl, before we even started the podcast weeks ago, we talked about, okay, what are we going to talk about? Because Mm -hmm. the last time when you spoke about anxiety, it was the most listened to podcast to this day. And so thank you for that. And we 
we went back and forth. Like, what do we talk about? There's so many things. And I was like, okay, Samantha, what are you seeing in moms? What is their biggest concern right now? And you had said that boundaries was Mm -hmm. the biggest issue that you're seeing in your private practice. So what are boundaries? I think uh, the reason why immediately came to mind is because that's something I'm talking about multiple times a day. Um, You know, you talked about burnout and and things like that. So for me, just to give y'all a a glimpse into it, I will, my normal day is six clients. Um, Sessions are, you know, about an hour, but I will not do more than six. There's Mm -hmm. some that can do eight or nine. Um, I just don't have the capacity to do that. Um, And then I, I take a I actually extended my lunch break. Um, I take an hour and a half in between. And sometimes I just sit in my office. I listen to a sermon, listen to music. I do notes or I leave um, and just get out. And so those are things that I've set in place for myself. Those are boundaries that I've set in place so that I'm not burnt out um, because I'm coming in hot, right? In the mornings, three kids, I'm coming in hot, three different schools. And then I'm leaving hot. Um, running to all those three places right now we're in soccer. If it's not soccer, it's basketball, it's baseball, it's summer things. And so for me, and and we're going to talk about all of this, everything that I say are things that I implement. So it's about what's on my plate and trying to figure out what's going to work best for me. Mm -hmm. So these are boundaries and people come into my office, whether it's strained relationships, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, exhaustion, um, on the, on the cliff of a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's really about boundaries. So I talk about this probably half of my time, right. um, half of, half of my day, half of my week, whatever. Some there, there seems, there seems to be a pattern most weeks with people. So boundaries is what's happening now. And it's not a surprise for us adults because we are overloaded as well. But then we see our kids being overloaded. Um, We see our kids not having good boundaries and having issues with friends or issues with sports. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go and talk, doing speaking engagements. And uh, last week we talked to a Christian school, a local Christian, a Christian school. And I had them write questions before Mm -hmm. so that we would be relevant to what they were struggling with. Mm -hmm. And Out of 20 questions, we probably got 10 that talked about too many things on their plate, you Mm -hmm. know, too many extracurriculars, you know, two and three sports, and then trying to make good grades and trying to have time for homework. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was in, you know, middle school or high school, yeah, I remember that struggle, but it's, it's not, it's not like it is now. Yeah. So as parents, I think we need to have our personal boundaries, but we also need to learn and I'm going to go over some questions later that if you realize you have poor boundaries mm-hmm. to work on so that generationally we can be working to, you know, repair that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I started thinking about boundaries, I feel like the way that it's given and the way that it's said, it, it's like, it's bad, right? You know, boundaries are bad. Boundaries are something, it's like a consequence or a punishment and, and they kind of bring something we don't really want to do, or we don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started really kind of diving in and boundaries came in Genesis. Boundaries are God made. Yes. 
God said, you can eat whatever you want, but don't touch that tree. (laughs) Not that one. Just that one, just the one tree. Right. And then we, you know, we know how the story ends. Um, we, we ate the tree, we ate the fruit, but boundaries were God given so that we could be in relationship with him. Um, and, and that can be even a different podcast. I know today we're, we're really want to focus on the mental health part of it, but boundaries are God given. So boundaries are to keep us in line. Boundaries are to keep us away from negative consequences. Um, but they are work. They definitely are work. They are. And I want to circle back to your boundaries. And I love that, that you, you have a capacity and you know, mm-hmm. once that capacity is pushed to its limit, then other things, you know, there, there are consequences to that. Right. So I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, and you have to just try to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, not every day doesn't look the same. Some days I'm okay. Some days I'm not, some days I'm more irritable. Some days I'm not, you know, I mean, every day is just, it is just a little different. So be gracious with yourself. If you're, you know, if you're like, well, I can do this, but, and, and obviously we all have those moments where something happens, right? Mm-hmm. You have your day planned out and you get a phone call from school mm-hmm. and you know, that's yeah. thrown out the window. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be flexible. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can choose to let that curveball, you know, throw you off course or, you know, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think with that, um, for me, and I just told someone last week, it always works out, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. you know, I know we've got, we've got a lot of mamas. So I, my oldest is 12, he'll be 13. Um, so I'm, you know, that, that long into this parent game, he's been in daycare since he was 10 weeks old. So we've been in, in the system, right? Um And every single time there's a phone call, it's always like, it's never a good time. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many vacations we've been on where we've, you know, been quarantined in the room or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never a good time, but it always works out. Mm -hmm. And the way that I've come, if we're on vacation, the trick I play, the mental trick I play is, well, I was already on my PTO. So at least they got sick while I was on vacation or I'm already off or I'm not having to add use extra PTO or whatever it might be. Um, But it always works out and Mm -hmm. there's no other place that you want to be. Right. Absolutely. Than taking care of your kids. And so whatever capacity that looks like for you, um, I know that there's plenty of times where I've had to ask for help. And, and it might just be like, can you pick them up until I can get to them? Or can they, I don't know, can this, this or that. Um, but I'm always trying to move around my things and things that seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. It works out. Oh, absolutely. It always works out. Absolutely. I like to tell myself that the bad days don't last or even the bad moments. Right. They don't last. Yeah, they don't, they don't. It's intensity. It's mm-hmm. the intensity of the moment. Um, and, and obviously it's a sacrifice on mom's part. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all sacrificial mm-hmm. really, um, dying to self and yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's literally laying on the altar. Um, mm-hmm. but those are just things that that's, that's part of the job description. Um, it's in there in fine print. 
Um, and so those are just things, again, those are boundaries. Um, even for me, the days that I work now at this point of my life um, are boundaries for me because I have school age children and, you know, summertime, they, they can't, they're, they're in that weird window where they, they really can't just stay home by themselves all day, every day during the summer. Um, but they also don't need a babysitter all day, every day. So right. it's a weird, it's weird. <laughs> yes. I oh, it's so that. weird, it you know? And so there's adjustments being made there, which affects the financial part of the plan. But um, again, where else would I be? Where else do I want to be with being able to spend this time with my kids and, and cut back on hours at work? So right. again, that's a boundary. It is. Absolutely. Boundary. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. So what are they for? What are boundaries for? So I think, um, you know, the question comes to mind of what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. Um, and I know that there's people listening that have probably been very, very hurt by boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself have been, you know, hurt by other people's boundaries or lack of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I would definitely want to say is boundaries is not something malicious yeah. or vindictive. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when someone says like, well, this is just a boundary I'm setting. Um, we want to be respectful of that, right. but it's also in the way that it's delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are offended by that or hurt by it, you know, take a beat. Um, because I think that there's going to be a mix of emotions with this topic and a mix of emotions in reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're listening and you realize that you need to set some boundaries or there's someone that's come into mind for you, mm-hmm. uh, as we talk about this topic. Um, but it doesn't look, it, it's not something that's supposed to be hurtful. Right. Okay. When you go back to the garden and mm-hmm. you go back to the tree of knowledge, it wasn't, you know, we're not going to get theological, but it, it, it wasn't to hurt them. Right. It was just a boundary of protection. Yes. Yes. And so th- that's, that's what they are. I, I always use the visual of like bowling, you know, when, when they, you have little kids, you can use the little guardrail things, mm-hmm. you know, or a toddler gate or, or whatever, whatever you need whatever you visualize when you're thinking of little children, mm-hmm. those things are there for their protection, right? For safety. They don't know their boundaries yet, or they don't have enough control for the bowling ball or, or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so that's, that's what they're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be something used to hurt you. Right. They're supposed to look like something that creates a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, does it feel good? Does it always look good? No. Does it sometimes create conflict and awkwardness and tension? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of it, it can, it can be something that's, it's necessary and it's needed and it's biblical. Yes. All right. So I definitely, you know, um, and my Bible has a whole thing on boundaries and, um, it was just really, really helpful, but it's, it's those things that are put in place by him. And before we finish, I'll give several scriptures, um, but it's definitely biblical. So I want to, um, before we go any further, I want to read off a list of things. Um, That way the listeners can say, yes, 
That's me. <laughs> Usually you already know you're pretty bad with boundaries. Um, right. I always enjoy my ladies who come in and, um, you know, I'll start saying, I'll start, I don't even have to give them this handout. And they're like, right. yes, I'm terrible. You know, like you don't even need to read them. I got it. I know. Needs improvement. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So as I, you know, as I read them, if stop me, because there's tons of things that we can talk about and that's going to come out. Um, so, you know, just stop me if you have a question or even things that you know that your listeners may want to hear more about. All right. So these are just a list of unhealthy boundaries. Okay. So it can let you know if you have poor boundaries. You aren't honest with others when you feel you're not being treated right. So um, it's someone who's passive. Mm-hmm. I'm not very confrontational either um, verbally, but I definitely get that gut check pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's what do you do with the gut check? Do you just swallow, you know, and then move on? Mm-hmm. It, it can go so many ways, but this is just definitely a more passive person. Mm-hmm. Um, a doormat. I'm a visual person. So you think of a doormat. Someone who allows, you know, a doormat, you walk on it. Well, Mm -hmm. there's some people who feel like they are doormats for other Mm -hmm. people in their lives. So does anything come to mind for you with that one? Okay. So for the passive person who, you know, biblically, it it says, you know, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give them the other one. Yeah. How many times (laughs) do we allow that to happen? You know? (laughs) Because I struggle with that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice. <laughs> you know, shame on me. Like, but that's not what the Bible says. You know, so mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. we know when that boundary needs to be put in place? And how do we address that? So first you have to know that you're a passive person. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying like, okay, I'm more of a passive personality, mm-hmm. um, then my boundary is. I'm not going to put myself in situations or interactions with pushy people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's now I know that some things are um, like, we can't get out of them. Sometimes it's our family. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's our kids' classrooms, you know, the moms in the classrooms or teams, you know, sports teams. Yeah. Those are things that you can't really get out of. But I am going to limit my exposure. I am going to limit, um, because I can be a passive person too. Um, I, for me, I just don't give. I, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really an open book. I'm pretty mm-hmm. transparent with my clients. And of course, you know, my, with my trusted friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not the mom that's in the middle of everything. Yeah. You know, um, I'm like, oh, I have to chase the three-year-old around. Shucks. You know, um, I always got a baby on the hip. So those are just things that's been my protection. Um, but if you know you're passive and if you feel like you are a doormat, um, and then I would just say, spend some time reflecting on your circles, spend some time reflecting on what you're putting yourself through. Yes. You can't change your family. Um, and, and we can talk about that later, but you can't change that part of it, but maybe you can decrease interactions. Maybe you, um, and this is one of my favorite things. So I know we're going to talk about it a lot, but 
you don't have to give them all information, all the information about your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that just opens the door to their opinions. Yeah. So guard, you know, guard your, guard your tongue, guard your mouth with those things. Right. So that's, yeah, that's that one. When you know you're passive and you just know that's your personality, um, then just kind of process who am I putting myself in front of? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so important. I think, you know, for the passive person before they come become aggressive, right? Because mm, passive oh, yeah. aggression, right? Like you've yeah. let people walk all over you. Now it's built up so much. You don't know how to handle it. Whereas if you would have set those healthy boundaries before, you know, it overspilled, then mm-hmm. you where you are now. And you live and learn. You know, there's some people, all of us have different facets of our personality. So, um, you know, I can be an aggressive person with my children. I can be, you know, an aggressive person if, you know, I feel like my husband is in some way, shape or form dismissing me or, you know, um, I can get. I can get real aggressive real fast there. Um, but, but, but those are things that, that, that is part of my personality, Mm -hmm. but on the other end, you know, yesterday I'm in a meeting and I I really didn't speak much, you know, because it wasn't, I didn't need, I didn't need to fill the space. I didn't need to fill the silence. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just Mm -hmm. background, more background, Mm -hmm. um, and so it just depends. It, it really just depends on every different area and facet of your personality. So I think, you know, having those types of personalities where, you know, it's easy to be upfront with your family, they kind of get the brunt of it, right? Like I'm letting this go. I'm giving this person grace. It's hurt me, but now I'm going to take that aggression out on my family. <laughs> yeah. We prevent that. And how do we set boundaries around that? And that's more of a, that's a projecting. So Mm -hmm. we all, we all know, and especially if you're a mom and and you're in the toddler phase or you've ever been in the toddler phase, your toddlers can be perfect Mm -hmm. and your kids can be perfect at school, but they get home and then meltdown city, you know, and just, Oh gosh, why did I even pick you up from school? You know, um, <laughs> they take I, I've you said back. it, I've said it, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, why, why did I do this to myself? So they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we as moms also feel safe in our homes. And so it's not that we come in with the intention of just projecting is the therapy word, but projecting it on, but it's also, it just kind of happens because we get triggered by something else. Mm-hmm. And then that was the, what the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever mm-hmm. thing you want to put to that. So it is, we, we do really have to check ourselves and to not let that hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come up in a, in a few down the, down the list, not allow that hurt to harden you or build up to where you're doing things that are out of character. Right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to allow that hurt to, you You can see so many things as you scroll social media, so many things that you want to share, you know, because you, right. you want it. You're like, this is how I feel. And, you know, I hope that person sees it, but yes. if that's not in my character, um, I'm not going to do that. Right. And you, you can tell, you can really tell when someone is hurt or when someone right. is cynical, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the social media stuff. 
Yeah. And so if, but if that's not truly who you are, don't let that pull you out of character. That's a big one too. Yeah. That's a big one too. So the next one, you know, talking about the, oh, go ahead. No, I was going into, yeah, we were going to go into the same one. So if you are feeling like, oh my goodness, I am not liking the person I am right now. How do we set up those, Mm -hmm. um, those. So if you're let, if you were letting someone else control you or define who you are. Okay. So that's another one. That's another warning sign that you're having, that you have poor boundaries. You're letting someone else define you, define you. And those are things where it might just be, um, where we're all going through these, who am I, you know, mm-hmm. you might be like, well, I mean, what, how do you even answer that question? I don't know. It changes every day, <laughs> but whenever you're allowing someone to control your emotions or define your worth, mm-hmm. okay. Your worth is not in your tasks. Yeah. Let me say that again. Your worth is not in your tasks. Mm -hmm. I am a type A person. Mm -hmm. And when we had our third baby, um, it was 2020. And, you know, no one's around to help you. It was March 23rd of 2020. So at that point, everyone is so scared. And it was just me and the kids were home. The two kids were home doing virtual school. And, you know, everyone remembers that time. And there were some days where I was doing so good. And then there were days where, I mean, you know, I'm just sitting in the chair with my, you know, the the food givers out all day. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, and those days I got nothing done. I didn't get laundry done. I didn't, you know, don't know what they ate. I don't, you know, nothing. Um, And my husband come home and it's just like, hey, here it is. You know, I'm still, I'm going, I'm going back to bed. And so for me, I had to really fight meet myself mentally because of my expectations. Right. And so my worth was not found in my task. I'm the same. I was the same person that I was yesterday when I went and got them, you know, go get them day and did really good. And I'm the same person today when I just made sure my kids were alive and well, and we all survived, you know, and they probably had the best day ever watching TV and doing whatever they want, eating whatever they want, you know? Um, and so letting other people def- define you is another red flag warning sign to poor boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going back to the expectation part, I think sometimes mm-hmm. I get myself in trouble because I have expectations on, you know, how people should treat me. And when I am not treated the way that I expect to be treated, then it's like wall. <laughs> So one of my takeaways, um, at the end, I'll go back through it, but a takeaway is you can't expect yourself out of other people. Ooh, Mm. that's good. (laughs) So So, let's jump in. Um, you can't accept, expect yourself. So Mm -hmm. whatever characteristics you have, Mm -hmm. some of us are very loyal. Some Mm -hmm. of us are very thoughtful. Um, consider it, you know, the organized. And then some of us are very creative and um, spontaneous. I'm not. So it's hard for me to even think about characteristics like that. I'm like organized and thoughtful and, you know, those things. Um, Either one. All right. I have very, very good friends. Uh, The Lord's been so good to me just in different facets. Um, Not 
my closest one that is like me. Okay. She lives in North Carolina. So there's that. Right. But we're not exactly the same. And then the other ones that are like me, um, I mean, the other ones that are here around me that I do life with every day, we're not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. We bring strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. to the table. Yes. So if I, if I am expecting myself, Mm -hmm. right, with whatever, whatever thing I'm feeling good about for the day, (laughs) if I'm expecting that friend to match it, I'm going to be let down. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect yourself out of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you said, how do you, how do you put up that wall? How do you not put up the wall? I can easily put that wall up. I can say, you know, I don't want to talk to them anymore, or they always do this, or I can't believe I fell for that again. Whatever cynical thing wants to come out, that's Satan. Um, and you know, the spirit of division and trying to make sure that he can get in and, and create, you know, little trenches that he can work in. Um, but I would say, put down your phone, Mm -hmm. um, don't respond right away. And if you feel like, okay, I need to see if we're on the same page, call them. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you also feel like, well, I'm kind of hurt and I don't want my tone to, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, then just take a breath. And I, and I do this firsthand. Okay. Because I am someone who just historically can be offended very easily. Um, But I just, when I say all of these takeaways, like I work on them daily yeah. Was there a response? Did I read it wrong mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. remember, they're not me. Yeah. They're not me. So the things that I'm thinking, the offenses that I have, mm-hmm. um, I've had to learn that highly offensive, highly offended people mm-hmm. can actually be very, very offensive to mm-hmm. others. Right. Um, and if we're not all aware, I mean, we're all offending people every single day. Yeah. But are we taking the time to be aware of it? Right. Exactly. So that's, a, I know, I know that's a lot. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of self-awareness. Um, that's very, very hard. But the biggest takeaway is you can't expect yourself out of others. Absolutely. That's so good. That's okay. So how do we manage the icky feelings that come with setting boundaries? So you're going to, it's not going to feel good if you are, a people pleaser. <laughs> if you are a passive personality, um, it's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel like you have to give an explanation for saying no. Okay. That's another, that's another boundary or another warning sign. If you feel like you have to write a paragraph or an essay, you know, just, just to say, right. no, I can't do that. And then this is why mm-hmm. I get it. There's a lot of things that I type out or I text. And then I just delete them or I, you know, edit them or whatever, whatever, because I realized I don't have to tell them. I don't have to answer that question. I don't, I can just say no. Right. But if you are a person who has poor boundaries or maybe your childhood, you know, it's maybe you were just, um, that's not necessarily a personality, but you were raised in an environment where you had to explain yourself or whatever that, whatever that looks like. Yeah, it's going to make it like your test, your chest is going to get tightened. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. your stomach's going to be in knots um, because it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So when my, when I have clients that come in and we really have to work on changing some boundaries Mm -hmm. and setting some boundaries, I tell them that some things have to be broken before they can be mended. Yes. So that, that bond sometimes Mm -hmm. has to be broken. Um, maybe the, the path that they have to get to you sometimes has to be broken. Some people, you know, trauma bond comes to mind. Um, I have a lot of clients who, you know, are in really bad relationships and they know that, but they can't get out of it because they're fearful of being alone. Um, they don't know how to end a relationship. You know, I don't like confrontation. I don't, I don't know how to do that. And so those are, you know, these, these are things I hear all the time and I just listen. So I think my role in all of that is just listening, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm, again, I'm very transparent and a lot of them will come in and say like, I know what your face is going to do whenever I tell you this, you know? (laughs) And so I have a clipboard. Okay. I have a clipboard and I'm like, okay, just tell me that way you don't have to worry about my face. Just tell me, or I'll put it down and my eyes will be real big. And they're like, I know, I know, but never once because it, because it's not my role. Never Mm -hmm. once is it critical or I told you so, or well, if you would have listened to me last time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I play such a different role and I, you know, I can be like squirming in my chair as they're telling me what they've done from last session to this session. Um, but I already know they have poor boundaries. So why am I surprised? Right. Right. You know, my job. And and sometimes I say that, does my face look surprised by what you tell me? (laughs) And one of my clients, one of my clients said one day, she said, no, but I'm not sure that makes me feel any better. You know? And I said, well, look, it's not, it's not because I, I'm not surprised. It's just that you're, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. So it's okay. But if we're going to friends, if we're going to family, we may not get that. So let me just go ahead and plug. You might need therapy. You know, therapy is an objective relationship. It's not a best friend. It's not a parent. Um, It's an objective relationship to help you through some really nasty stuff. Um, so if you're, yeah, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I can't, I mean, I've got every kind of poor boundary example that you can think of. Um, but if those icky feelings are something you can't move past, then it's definitely, definitely something, or you continue to put yourself in situations physically, um, sexually, emotionally, that, um, you then become a victim of Mm -hmm. something, then Mm -hmm. that's another thing, you know, why am I putting myself in that? Mm-hmm. self-worth, you know, that's always right. a, a piece of that therapy treatment plan as well. Mm-hmm. Your self-worth, your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I am not a, um, I'm not advertised as a Christian counselor. I don't do that. Just my own, my own beliefs is that I wouldn't have most of the people that sit in my office. If I did mm-hmm. advertise as just a Christian counselor. So I have, I have the ability and opportunity to speak life into a lot of people Mm -hmm. who would never come to a Christian counselor. Right. Um, And so I, you know, I tread lightly with that, but if I know that they're followers, then I'm going to identity. I'm going to biblical truth. I'm going to all of that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Tread lightly, but there is light. (laughs) There is light. There is light. So let me go to, um, 
I know I, I talked about a few of those takeaways. Um, I talked about the people who were not being, being offended. Okay. So let me just say this. People who are not easily offended don't try to offend others. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it on purpose. Okay. So we might have family members, All right? I'm type A. I might have a family member who's real laid back and go with the flow and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Or I might be that, I might be that type A friend who has the friend who's laid back, spontaneous, go with the flow. I got both mm-hmm. of these examples because I'm the type A. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not doing things to offend you on purpose, mm-hmm. but because they don't get offended by that, mm-hmm. they it's not even in their mind right. that you would. Mm-hmm. So before you respond, you know, you, you have to, you have to check yourself. You have to kind of check yourself. Am I offended because of my own thoughts, mm-hmm. my own thinking distortions, right. or were they meaning to be offensive? Right. Um, and so that's something I kind of have to work on personally. You know, I work on that all the time, but also with my clients there, it doesn't mean they're doing it deliberately. Right. But yeah, you can still have that, that feeling. You can still be triggered. I'm not saying that, but, um, be careful in how you respond. Take a minute if you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Another one is if you struggle with other people making boundaries, are you someone who takes things personal? Mm-hmm. So that's just a question for yourself. Um, I can, you know, through the years, and that's something I work on all the time, just taking things personal, taking things out of context. Mm-hmm. And so if you struggle with other people making boundaries, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about Parker going off to college and just this new season of raising an adult, mm-hmm. air quotes. Mm-hmm. you know, a little denial there. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different boundary in y'all's relationship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I talk to clients all day who are broken because of the way their parents handled this piece of it. Mm-hmm. Adults, yeah, you know? Um, so, you know, give, give me some of your thoughts and, and just allowing the adult children to make that boundary. How are you working on that? And and what do you see that's necessary? You mean like stalking him on Life 360? (laughs) Oh, no, that's fine. That's safety. (laughs) I just follow the dot every single day. No, you know, we read a book back a couple couple of years ago. Um, It was called Raising Adults. And our eyes were really just open to the, the links that some parents go through to just kind of manipulate their child's trajectory in life. And that's not helpful, right? And, um, you know, going to the lengths of, you know, completing the application and submitting it themselves for college or mm-hmm. showing up at the at the advisor's appointment to schedule classes. Or if there's a problem with the class, the mom is emailing versus the child dealing with it. Yeah accountability and all of those. Yeah. Yeah. So we know we don't want to be those parents and we know, you know, um, Parker, he just turned 18. So he, he's very young and he, you know, he graduated at 17. So how do we create boundaries where we are helping him fly the nest without overstepping, you know? And so, 
we basically, we've let him do his thing and we're trusting that he Mm -hmm. is staying up on his work and he has, he has a big load. He's going in as second, second semester sophomore and he's a Mm -hmm. freshman, you know? So, yeah, that's a lot. So, you know, we are going to meet with him. You know, we said once a month we will meet with him and he has to share his, we're going to zoom with him and he has to share his screen so we can see what his grades are because Mm -hmm. there's accountability in that. And we are paying for him to go to school, you know, (laughs) there's that, you know, there are those expectations. I will not, I will not, you know, I will not look over or I won't. Some parents actually require their kid to sign off as, I guess, being able to check all their things all the time. And I won't be that person. I I can't. Like he has to be able to do this on his own. And Mm -hmm. so this is our way. Even in, even in therapy, that 18 um, is such a huge flip too, because I have parents who call um, and want information and I don't have to give it to them, you know? And of course, as a mom, I'm very sensitive to that. And, and there's only probably less than a handful of situations where I didn't mm-hmm. um, fulfill their requests because their child didn't want me to, and they are my right. client, you know, but just because they're 18, that's not a magic number, right. um, you know? And so, so then I work to the best of my ability to mm-hmm. open up communication, to open up some life skills, to open up just that line for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's, so the boundary, right? You think about turning 18 and, and all kids, all kids are going to push boundaries, mm-hmm. toddlers to school age, right. everybody. Yeah. So yeah. even us as employees, we're going to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, if my lunch ends at one thirty, I mean, I'm coming in at one I'm not coming in at one twenty. you know. <laughs> There are some of us that are like that. And so it's just about boundaries and it's, it's understanding that your adult child, just like your toddler is going to push the boundaries. They're going to figure out what works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're taking that piece personally, Mm -hmm. go to therapy. Right. I, I think the empty nesting, and I know you're not a, you're not a true empty nester, but I mean, I just think that stage of life, um, it needs therapy. My gosh. It needs a sounding board. And I will say for that, I am grateful for my faith mm-hmm. because without that, it would have been really, really hard. You wouldn't be sleeping. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that God has a plan and a purpose, a plan to prosper, not to harm Parker. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't, I wouldn't have the peace that I have now. It's undescribable. I didn't, yeah. I, I could not have dreamed that I would be this at peace with where Parker is and, and, and where he is in his life and, and how well that transition, I couldn't have dreamed of a better transition. So, yeah. And, and you're still part of the story. You know, I, I think a lot of times these, these boundaries come in as control Mm-hmm. instead of, and especially if you're listening and, and you are, you know, a Christian or you're new or you're, you know, seasoned, we still have these moments of control, mm-hmm. but it, it's like you said, the faith, yeah, faith over fear. I mean, we've seen that yeah. everywhere. 
Um, but it's, it's understanding, like, it's okay for them to push back. It's okay for them to set those boundaries. It's okay. Um, it, it's okay. Even for the children that live under your roof, mm-hmm. push back a little bit, but ultimately you still have authority. So let me say that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty big on that when I see that in my office, um, just making sure that that's still something that in, in the home in the, in the family setting, the parents have all authority. And, right. it, and it's not an abuse of power. It's not anything. Oh. It's just that it's the respect and, um, you know, what they say goes, so to speak. Right. So that's still very big. Um, and then I think I already talked about it's okay to say no without giving explanation. Mm-hmm. I have one client that comes to mind. Um, and I think she's just getting so much better at it. It just takes practice. Mm-hmm. So I will say that um, you don't owe anyone an explanation outside of, you know, your marriage vows. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, your friends, mm-hmm. be sure. But if it's something, especially in your marriage, um, and it's something that you and your husband have decided or something you and your husband, either way, you don't owe your friends that explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I think that's big too. your kids. Um, if you and your husband make a decision, then you don't owe your kids an explanation as to why you've made that decision. Mm-hmm. And all this is easier said than done, but those are just boundaries. That's yeah. just practicing those boundaries. That's so good um, because sometimes I, I do feel a lot like I need to explain and write the book, like you said, like, and I think that, you know, the people pleaser in me, still comes out. I try not to be, mm-hmm. and that takes work. Um, but, but yeah, the, I, I feel like, okay, this is my boundary and you need to be okay with it. And that's not real life. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then we have to be okay with walking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't mean cutting them off. I don't mean, you know, posting something nasty on social media. I don't mean gossiping, you know, none of that. But I heard something recently and I won't even be able to quote it because it just popped in my head, my head, but it's like, whose, whose approval are you wanting? Yeah. You know, as we're people pleasers, we're also, there's a little bit of fear of man. Yes. Of course. And, And I think we all need to have that, but whose approval? Yeah. And, and whose ultimate authority? are we under, um, you know, and as long as it's not going against your, your values and your morals or ethics, or, um, those are things that those are our guiding lines, you know, and for me and in my career, every year I have to do a continuing education on ethics. And there's tons of things that I'm faced every single day with that are ethical decisions, custody issues, um, you know, consents, things like that. Um, just how to handle the dynamic between I'm treating a child, but their parents are also part of the treatment plan, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I think those boundaries are gray. It's not just black and white. It's very gray, but those are things that ultimately whose authority am I under? And I'm going to do, and I say this all the time in my personal life, I'm going to do whatever brings me peace Yes. and I'm going to do whatever helps me sleep at night. Right. Right. And if that doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to. Right. Um, but again, it's not harsh, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to have a conversation about my boundaries so that you can change them. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That is, that's good. That is so. Yeah. yeah. So good. And especially with a child, it's, it's, 
we can have a discussion. Okay. But it's not going to change. It's mm-hmm. non-negotiable, but, but we can have a discussion, but it is non-negotiable. And again, that is a, every, every issue that comes up, is different. Right. So how do we deal with family members and setting boundaries with them? I think, again, you can't expect yourself out of others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we each have multiple children. We've talked about this before. <laughs> They're not alike at all. Um, <laughs> nope. None of them. None of them. Right. Where do they come from? Um, <laughs> and they are biological. You know, it's just yes. like there's just things that are so confusing. So um, I'm the oldest. I have two brothers. Um, we don't look alike. We don't act alike. You know, it, it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're just different. And so there's tons of families who have that situation. Um, do we do life exactly the same? No. Do I love them any less? No. Do I respect their decisions? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what you have to get to. Um, you have to respect other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to look like you. It doesn't, they don't have to act the way you do, talk the way you do, raise their children the way you do. Um, now family, we don't choose family, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a little trickier. Um, and I know we're heading into fall, which means we're headed into holiday season. Mm, right. like that. Yeah. Um, but those are things where it's just about respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me and I, you know, without, that's a whole nother podcast, but without mm-hmm. going into things, I've had plenty of practice with that um, personal on a personal level. And so I'm going to respect their decisions. They don't owe me um, an explanation. So if I'm, if I'm going to say that I don't owe you an explanation, I have to be able to live by that same standard. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's tricky for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give you grace, even if you're not giving me grace. Right. That's Mm -hmm. also something that's tricky. So with family, it's just, you guys can be completely polar opposites. Um, but it's also okay to, it's okay to set boundaries if, if they're obviously if they're doing things that you don't agree with and you don't really want that influence in your home or over your children, um, that's a real hard conversation, but you have to have it. Yeah. Because you said when we first started, Pat, you have passive and then you have aggressive. Mm-hmm. So are you going to wait until y'all are yelling at each other right? or until something physical happens to then mm-hmm. tell them to get out of your home? Right. No, ultimately I, I wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a Christian and you have people in your family who are not Christians, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not that we can't associate with them, but we're called to love. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you just ignore everything about that, but you do have to respect them. Right. That's okay. tricky. And I think that's always fluid. You know, I think every, if we, you know, had people calling in and asking questions, every situation is going to be different. Yes. When I, when I tell people how to handle these situations, it's always different based on who we're talking about. You know, is it your mom and dad? Is it your brothers? Is it a sister? Mm-hmm. Um, is it in-law? You know, I mean, those are all different dynamics. Yeah. Um, but I think my blanket statement is just respect. Yeah. Um, and if you have, if you don't have any other questions, I can move into the biblical stuff since we're yeah. I was trying just to get into say- how that. Yeah, that biblical, um, that respect piece is biblical as well. And yes, yeah, 
respect. And that's kind of like the turn the other cheek thing that we started to, it's not about letting people misuse you and abuse you. You know, think about Jesus, like he was washing their feet. Mm -hmm. He knew Mm -hmm. and he still washed their feet. Um, He knew and he still sat at the table. So it's, it's a tricky thing. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Um, But for me, my internal peace is more important than even, um, again, again, that boundary, I'm not going to keep pouring myself out for people. Right. If there's nothing left. Right. Um, and so I'm not going to keep putting myself in situations where I know it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the definition of insanity. Right. We, you know, we know that. And so yeah. those are just things. Those are boundaries. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a boundary and y'all can say whatever you want about me. I've heard it all. Y'all can say whatever you want. Um, and again, that usually comes out of a place of hurt mm-hmm. from others. That's others' reactions. Um, but whatever I, whatever I need to do to have my internal peace, mm-hmm. whatever I need to do to be able to sleep at night, mm-hmm. and whatever aligns with the people that are under my roof, um, right. under my husband's authority and our three children, that that's it. Yeah, God's authority, but you know His authority as well. Yes. So. Um, just biblically, um, I'll go ahead and just give these references, um, just for time's sake, but we talked about where it started. So Genesis three, four through seven is where, you know, where we're told about the boundary, where we're told about the tree, um, Ecclesiastes, we're all, we're all familiar with that, but Ecclesiastes three verse one, um, it's talking about the time and the seasons. And in my Bible, I wanted to make sure and read this, but In my Bible, it said, God provides the boundaries of seasons and time. These provide certain parameters of predictability for your life, giving you confidence that you can trust in his reliability. So what what that brought to mind for me was babies and toddlers, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. We give them boundaries. We give them structure. Mm -hmm. Kids thrive in structure. Mm -hmm. Kids thrive in not activities, but just having things to do, not just freedom. You know, what happens when kids who are, you know, go to college and you don't have to go to class if you don't want to, and you can call in and, you know, yeah, we all, we all do that to some extent, Mm -hmm. but we really do thrive with that structure and with boundaries. Um, It's also, it it says confidence. Mm -hmm. You just talked about your faith and your peace and your confidence um, specifically with Parker I also like to use a visual of hurdles. Mm-hmm. So you think about track and field hurdles and, you know, you're jumping and then you gain confidence mm-hmm. as you continue to go over them without knocking them down or, right. <laughs> or falling. Yeah. Just visualize with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you gain that confidence and you're able to look back and you're like, wow, I did that. Mm-hmm. And so the next time he brings a hurdle, I can do that too right? because he never changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the, we know what to expect from God is that he is going to show up. He's going to be there. He's going to comfort us, mm-hmm. comfort us. Um, so that's what that one um, brought me to earlier. I said um, some things have to be broken in order to be mended in order to be uh, realigned. Um, and that thought came out of Hebrews 12 verses 10 and 11. Um, I also have first Corinthians 
7, chapter 7, verse 35. Um, and this is really about kind of priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to set boundaries to eliminate anxiety, panic. Um, people pleasers will put things on their plate, even if it is they are drowning by their plate. It's too big to handle, you know. And so I always ask my clients, what's on your plate? What's on your plate? What are all the extras that aren't yours? And if right now, okay, so let's just say I'm in a season because I do this all the time. I'm in a season where I can only focus. I have to go to work. I need to go to work. So that means I can only focus on my kids and my marriage and that's it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to feel guilty about that. Right. I don't have to give in to those icky feelings about that. Yeah. No. If you want to plan a girl's dinner for three months from now, or if, you know, birthday parties or whatever, like if that's well in advance, then I will make my, I will do my best. Mm-hmm. But what's on your plate is, is my ultimate question. A lot. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And it's, so how do you know that I've got too much on my plate? Well, I can't Mm -hmm. breathe, you know, or I'm going, you know, it's just like one after another. Um, Mm -hmm. And there, there are times where we can't do anything about that plate. We have multiple children. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got a lot on my plate, you know, Uh, my husband and I both work. I mean, those are just things that, yeah, everybody has things on their plate. So mm-hmm. you also have to respect um, other people who maybe they can't say I'm too busy, but like you can tell they're too busy mm-hmm. or maybe it's that person who never responds to the text messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it drives you crazy mm-hmm. because you're like, Oh, I can't go with more than five, you know? And some people are like 697. <laughs> <laughs> right. yes. We all have that friend. We all have that friend. You can't expect do you have too much on your Yes. (laughs) You can't expect yourself out of other people, right? Yes. But what's on your plate? Do Mm -hmm. you need to take off social media? Yes. Yes. Because you need to really kind of focus on school. Mm -hmm. I mean, school has started. So now we're all doing homework Mm -hmm. and we're all, you know, playing sports or maybe our finances with school is, is tough. And so then we're feeling that just fees everywhere. Um, and, and you're feeling it and then you're like, okay, great. Holidays are around the corner, Mm -hmm. you know? So what do you need to kind of clean up? Mm -hmm. How does your plate need to be cleaned up a little bit to tighten up whatever, whatever word you want to use, but biblically it's that first Corinthians chapter seven verse. It's, that serving the Lord is our priority has to be our priority or else nothing on the plate matters. No, I agree. So we got to get it in line. Mm -hmm. I agree. That is so good because when we overload that plate and our priority is not serving him, it's not serving our husband or serving our family well, because there are all those other little pieces that should not be a priority. Then things are just out of whack. Yeah. And we know that, you yeah. know, we can know that as moms, um, we can be quick tempered, we can be frustrated, we might have those tears. Um, and I'm an advocate for crying. Okay, so I don't want you to hold it in. But crying is just a release of stress. 
Yeah. But if it's more than normal, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. You know, those are, those are your warning signs. So then that leads me to peace. Um, and there's so many, um, Mm -hmm. verses that, you know, you can find throughout the Bible with that. But I, I wanted, what I wanted to say with that is peace is not the absence of conflict. Yeah. We have to, when I said we think of boundaries and we're like, Ooh, I don't know that word, you know, it's a trigger word because it usually means we have to work. Well, so does peace. When you and your husband come into something that creates an argument and tension and you want to work to get on the other side, you have to work to get on the other side. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to wake up tomorrow and like that person, you know, speak to that person, right? You have to work through it. Your kids, you have to work through all of that. If your house, I mean, just with me raising boys, my house is always loud. And so I have to work to create peace in my home, but work, 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 work. Okay. So (laughs) peace, peace does not mean rainbows and sunshine. It's not the absence of conflict, Mm -hmm. but it's, um, it's also who's your source of peace. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I have, I have written down Isaiah 26 verse three and then Romans 12, 17 through 18 for that. But I mean, there's so many more on that piece. I love that. Who is your piece? Who is your piece? <laughs> That's so good. No, and I love that that peace is not it's not the absence of of conflict and it's not all sunshine and rainbows like we like it to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's where mm-hmm. complacency is. <laughs> yeah, because we're just, you know, it's okay. I'll let them treat me like that as long mm-hmm. as it keeps the peace, right? right? Yeah. But that's super toxic mm-hmm. by the time it comes to me. Okay. Yeah. So by the time it comes to me. That person is a ball of anxiety, Mm -hmm. maybe has visited the emergency room for what they think is a heart attack, but it's actually a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And then when my job is to get the yarn untangled and pull it apart, and then it's family Mm -hmm. or finances or, you know, just anything. Um, Right now I have a teacher who's having to take a sabbatical for a health reason. Mm -hmm. And my boundary for her is stop texting the other teachers. Right. <laughs> Quit. <Take> your sabbatical. <laughs> yes. You know, but they, you know, I feel bad and my kids and I need to know, but you're not going to get better if you stay in that chaos. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody presents to me with a different problem, but usually it's that what boundaries did you try to avoid because you wanted to keep the peace that mm-hmm. now brought you to this fork in the road, you know? Right. right. Yeah. So is there anything else that comes to mind that we didn't touch on that? I think, I think we, we covered it all. (laughs) It's such a, it's such a big topic. Um, And I think with anything that I try to tackle, I want to take the stigma off of it. Yeah. You know, I want us to be able to, and some people might say like, Oh, boundaries is such a Gen Z word, you know? Um, (laughs) And maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a Gen Z though. So um, maybe it is, maybe it's not. and Or maybe it's just us learning that we can't take that all on Mm-mm. in an unhealthy way. Yeah. So it's not something that 
needs to be carried forward mm-hmm. icky and you know and for yeah. us to teach our kids that too yeah absolutely so, so that's that's my goal mm-hmm. <laughs> well girl i appreciate your time and energy and all the good that's things we have all the good golden nuggets i, I took notes <laughs> Yes. I hope y'all took notes. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Rapid fire questions, girl. Go for it. What's your favorite Bible verse? All right. So, oh, the verse, my gosh. Oh, there's too many. A book. Can we narrow it down to a book? book. Yes. Favorite. (laughs) Well, I mean, my verse would be Proverbs three, five and six, lean not on your own understanding um, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Uh, that's, that's something that I had to cling on to from college. Um, as you know, as we talked about earlier, just like relationships and career, my gosh, how do we expect these kids to figure it out? Their prefrontal cortex isn't even figured out. 25, 25, right? Isn't it's not even number? formed, but that's the verse. Okay. Um, but I would say, so I just finished reading the entire new Testament. Um, and just because it was just on my heart, like it was just such a heart desire of mine. It wasn't, I didn't do a plan. Um, I literally just woke up every morning and and read. So John was my favorite book. Um, but you know, there's just so many, and I like to read in different translations. I just Mm -hmm. like to kind of get an idea of of all the different ways to say it. Um, but John was my favorite out of my last reading plan. So good. We're actually doing John and BSF. Have you ever heard of BSF? Yes. My mom is very big into it. Yes, 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 yes. We're doing that this year. So I'm so excited. Okay. Your favorite, your favorite worship song. Um, so that, that can be all over the board too. Before we got on, um, the, the song that was in my head and it's been in my head since July, um, and so I had to Google it to make sure I didn't mess it up, but it was Tasha Layton. Mm-hmm. who's pretty popular right now. And the song was never. Um, and it was just the day. So July, my birthday's in July. And it was just kind of, I was waking up and it might've been on my birthday, fixing my coffee and that song was on. And I just kind of took it as like God telling me, you know, or, or for me again, with your birthday, that's a milestone. Mm-hmm. And for me to um, just know that he's never let me down. Mm-hmm. He's never left me. I've never been forgotten. I've never been forsaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even in college and living, clinging on to that Bible verse that I just said, you know, he's never left me. So that song plays in my head pretty often. Um, but I really am just moved incredibly by a song right now. It's John Wiles. He's with Bethel, um, mm-hmm. but it's show me your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just mo- stops me, you know? face on the floor. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Love it. Okay. A book that you've read recently and enjoyed. Yes. Okay. So I just read, um, John Bevere, the all of God. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm you, it, that's a book that I need to read probably annually. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have 15 open books right now. Um, and so it's a problem. Okay. It's a problem. And then I keep saying, okay, I'm not going to buy any more until I read this myth. And then it happens and they show up on my door. Mm. Um, but this all of God, 
for people who have read it, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Um, for people, maybe you have it in your cart and I'm telling you to do it. Um, but it's basically talking about the fear of God, mm-hmm. the spirit of the fear of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, I was already going through some transformation just in my own heart and my own focus on him, but this just sealed the deal. Um, and so if, if you're kind of just wanting, it can be a devotional style. It, it was set up in weeks and days. Um, there's also videos that you can watch. There's, you know, you can do a study of it also, uh, but just to read the book, I mean, the whole thing is highlighted and my husband's like, I want to read it. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to read through my highlights. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. So it's, that's definitely my favorite book of the year so far. Awesome. Well, I have it on my bookshelf. <laughs> Crack it open. Okay. Okay. It's wonderful. Samantha and I were in this group text. It's a communion group and everyone loves to share their books that they're reading. And oh my goodness, I, I, have, I have stacks and stacks of books that <laughs> I would love to read. <laughs> you know, one day, one okay. day. It, you know, here's, here lies the problem when I get an opportunity to read. I'm so tired. It's like, what yeah. did I just read? But audiobook is great. It's where it's at. So I have to just get the audiobook. Uh, I'm sh- and then I know it's on there because Brittany, that's how Brittany listened to it. Oh, okay. So yes, yeah. it's definitely there. Yeah. Okay. Brittany's also in our group. <laughs> she is. She is. She's great. And she's been on the podcast as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, girl. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. And um, would you you. mind closing us in prayer? I'd be honored. God, we just thank you so much um, for just the creation of boundaries. Um, We acknowledge you as the creator of all things. And just as this topic comes up today, um, I just pray for extra blessing on people who are realizing they need help um, or people who have always known that there was a problem, but they don't really know where to go from or where to go next. Um, So I just pray that you give them wisdom um, and guidance and that you put people in their paths that are healthy, people in their paths that are supportive. Um, And if they don't have that modeled, um, anything that they can think of, God, that you just blow the doors open and give them that, give them the answer to their prayers. Um, I just thank you so much for just what you're doing through this podcast. Um, I thank you for Trudy and her boldness and her obedience and her willingness to do this every week in and out um, for the glory of you and for the help of us. We just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Chicky. You're welcome. All right. Until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a great week. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show? Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.